One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, <clears throat> sometimes, even though we spend our lives um, trying to be right about things, sometimes it's a pain in the arse when you are. The background noise you can hear are the fans in the little break area in the broadcast village outside Education City Stadium. We're outside the stadium, Spain are outside the World Cup. And I say it to be right on this occasion because at the beginning of this long and uh, pretty depressing day, we bumped into Matt Holland, who was going to do commentary um, tonight, and he asked me my thoughts, and I said, well, at best, you know, we should win this, but at best it's 55-45, and I've been saying for a little while to people that, again, that Spain should win, I felt that we were in, we, La Roja, were under serious risk of going out, and that it needed a, a vastly different performance from almost anything seen by Spain so far in this tournament, because you can talk about scoring seven against Costa Rica, but that was a hot knife through butter. And the Costa Ricans now must feel stupid about how they played, how they competed in that opening game. And while admittedly there was some really pretty, some adventurous, attractive, technically gifted football in two thirds of the game against Germany, really from the point at which Germany threw on subs and took over the match and should have won, Spain haven't punched anything like their weight. You can sing the Life of Brian, Eric Idle song to me, always look on the bright side of life if you want. But I would counter to you that his verse starts with, uh, life's a piece of shit when you think of it. And that's kind of what it feels like at the moment. There's full kudos to Morocco for turning a match which they should have lost into one that they've won on penalties. And frankly, in my view, there wasn't a lot of dark arts about it either. They defended extremely well. I think three of the players I mentioned yesterday who could fit into the Spain team, Amrabat, Ashraf to a lesser extent, but most certainly Bono, excelled tonight. Amrabat was, was fantastic. Now, I'm sure that you've watched this game and for that reason, I don't propose to do a minute by minute. But um, the, the thing I'll say that really appeared obvious to me is that there was a stage at which Spain were coping well in the game, maybe even 
beginning to gradually wrest control of the match up until about the 30th minute when they accelerated, when things looked better. And I fully understand why Laporte and Rodri were paired at centre-half. And really, if there was a, a candidate for Spain for man of the match in my book, it was Rodri. Rodri was strong, very good in the air, calm on the chase if he was turned. If there had been four or five more Rodri-style performances tonight, Spain would have won and they'd be through to the quarterfinals. But it, it struck me throughout the match, I was concentrating very much on, on the action and, and from a bird's eye view. But as I went down to be prepared for what was the tunnel action afterwards where we've got interviews to do, the, my, uh, my message um, rang and it was Gustavo Poyet. We've been talking over the last couple of days, uh, Gus and I, about what we expected from Spain, what we might do, um, how Vinicius has been playing. Gus is somebody who works with uh, La Liga Television an awful lot. And he was reminding me that a couple of seasons ago, he thought when I was going, Vinicius is going to be absolutely fantastic. There's very little to correct in him and have faith. He admitted to me the other day that he was thinking, hmm, not sure about that. And, and now he agrees, which was generous of him. But in the discussion today, he was urging Luis Enrique to get both Morata and Ansu on early, even at half-time. And by the time I saw the message, Morata had come on, but Ansu hadn't. And, and again, whether the change was Ansu or Sarabia, or indeed both, both came too late. And Luis Enrique in the press conference here in the stadium afterwards said, look, if I've got a big regret, it's that I've been completely unjust with Pablo Sarabia. I haven't played him. He was a fixture in my team before, across the years that I've been in charge of Spain. He comes on and he makes two big chances in two seconds. I got that one completely wrong. Fair play. But the reason I mentioned Gus is this. I said to him what I felt clear about at halftime was that although it's evident that until Naziri became a threat who either was taken off or was tired or until Spain were sure that they could cut the supply to him off or that they wouldn't commit many free kick errors around their own penalty area, then the partnership with Laporte and Rodri were really important because at the back, Aguero and Nice um, both are, are perfectly good at coming forward with centre-halves from Morocco and, and causing danger from set plays. So above all is Naziri. Remember the goal he scored in Russia against Spain, out-jumping Sergio Ramos comprehensively four years ago and very nearly putting Spain out of the tournament then. What became obvious to me was that there was a, a, an option which became easier to use as the game went on, but at halftime would have been ultra-daring. Amrabat was the other candidate for man of the match, and Bono gets the sponsor's award in the end, and why not? Because of his saves, and because of the, the clarity of thinking and the clarity of technique that he showed in order to make the final score from the penalty shootout. <clears throat> Morocco 3, Spain 0. I'll read that again. Morocco 3, Spain 0. That's James Alexander Gordon been given a homage. To my mind, there was a really clear way of causing Morocco difficulties. Amrabat was there to win the ball, and then if a teammate wanted to receive the ball, but he was consistently bursting forward, I thought he played with immense power and style and intelligence. So one of the things that was patently available to the Spain coach was to say to Busquets, who largely didn't have a big role in this game. 
That's no slight on the things that Busquets can still do. And across these series of recordings, we've talked a lot about the way in which Luis Enrique said, look, if we've got an end-to-end game, he's no longer the best pivote in the world. And if we've got a game where we're in charge, he can be. But largely, Morocco were able to squeeze and asphyxiate him out of having the kind of effect that he normally has. And therefore, the idea of putting Rodri, who's hugely younger, whatever it is, seven, eight years younger, immensely athletic, and could have been pushing forward from Pavotti to close Amrabat down in 50-50 duels, out-jumping him in the air, but also pushing the ball forward from centre midfield. Eric Garcia on right centre-back. And the reason I mentioned Aguero and Nice and, and, and Naziri is that the more that it appeared that Morocco were settling for extra time and then penalties, the more it was clear that Eric Garcia's skills, which are counted always by his slight lack of pace on the turn and his lack of height, those skills on the ball matched to Laporte could have been perfectly adequate Rodri into midfield and Busquets off I thought that was screamingly obvious as a possibility and really it wasn't tried and poor old Sergio Busquets obviously comes into this equation again because what was the process when the penalty kick takers were chosen it really seemed to me to my eye that it was Busquets who was leading the list Busquets who was saying who wants one who's ready rather than the coach saying it and ultimately, just like in the last penalty shootout that Spain lost, Busquets didn't convert. So, if this is goodbye to Sergio Busquets from the Spain team, then first of all, thank you. What a pleasure it's been to watch. Never mind the two international trophies that he helped anchor Spain to. It's simply been a pleasure watching him, learning from him, dealing with him. Yes, I wrote in the La Roja book, that after the game against Switzerland, he snapped at me in the in the in the flash zone, and and I understand why. He was getting a lot of shit and undeservedly so, and he just needed to take it out on somebody. Since then, he's been by turns polite, articulate, intelligent, friendly, funny. Sometimes there's been a documentary team for the the company that made the class of '92 and All or Nothing with Sunderland. That same documentary team have been following Sergio Busquets this tournament for a project called Captains. And therefore, I've been with them and with him a lot, seen more of him than usual behind the scenes. And effectively, this has been one of those tournaments where I can't fault him on his, his good humour, his helpfulness and his level of professionalism. Whether Luis Enrique's total addiction to Busquets' skills have left Spain in the right place, then I'm not 100% sure. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'll say some other things before saying goodnight. The atmosphere was flipping Vesuvius. Magnificent, the noise, outrageous the way that the Moroccans... Those that weren't singing would turn and exhort everybody around them to sing louder. But there was another Eric Idle moment when it was a piece of shit. I don't understand what's going on with football fans these days. In all of the games I've been to, there's a constant... Kevin Bridges used to complain to me about um, the thing he likes least about touring is that if he's in a 10,000 hall and, you know, one or 2% of the people are on the move, that's a couple hundred people who are going for a piss or going for a burger or going to find a mate or I don't going for a beer football matches have become the same why is it that people seek tickets go to games and can't get there on time sit in their own seats either watch the game or shout loudly and, and abuse the referee I don't care but you don't move until left time whistle goes instead there's constant fucking traffic of people in and out and by you and across your eyes I've lost my temper a couple of times. But I saw the, the worst or the maddest today. There were two guys sitting beside me who turned up, one of them in, a, in jeans and a, and a Morocco strip, the other one in, in a fez, you know, a small Tommy Cooper fez, which is, you know, very a prevalent traditional garb in North Africa, so fine. And a long green kind of tunic. What, what do you mean you already know what's coming? At half time, they both changed into Spain gear. You're like, half and half scarves are bad enough. But I'm bringing a full extra fucking wardrobe to support the other team in the second half. I do not understand. But I do think that one of the things we've seen from Spain this tournament, as the press turns upon the coach and begins to savage him, um, is that... Coaches and players who say, well, we've got injuries, that's not an excuse. I think they're talking pish. It is an excuse. So stop saying that. And therefore, I think there is a partial excuse in that the concertina version of the last few seasons after the pandemic, the way in which each season has been concertinaed and, and squeezed into less and less space, with players having less and less recovery time, less and less training time, less and less family time and time to assimilate a tournament last season, the Euro European Championships, followed by the Olympics, followed by our Champions League campaign this season, which was finished what, three, no, a month ago, but would normally finish around about today, the 6th of December. So the Champions League has been played in a month fewer time than normal. 
do all the teams have to cope with that? They do. But it's a fact that the more experienced, the more physical, the more athletic players deal with it better than those, for example, a little bit like Sergio Busquets, who doesn't much believe in gym time, Pedri and Gavi, who are not bursting with rippling muscles like Messi and Xavi and Iniesta became, and frankly, anybody who doesn't see my point that Pedri didn't have the tournament we needed from him, then wasn't watching the games properly. He didn't. He wasn't poor. His work rate was extraordinary. His ability to read the game, extraordinary. His pressing, extraordinary. The things he does that are magical, they were largely absent. And while I like and appreciate Luis Enrique very much indeed, and think that across his career he's proven that he's a good coach, that he's a good tactician, I didn't like and didn't understand the inclusion of Llorente at right back. It's not that he didn't play well, but when I interviewed the coach, second coach, Rafa Paul, before the match, I asked why Llorente was involved. And he said, well, listen, he's got these tremendous... Um, ability to move into different positions, occupy different spaces and cause danger. And what that transformed to was not the long rangey wing back runs that he does for Atleti, which can really damage an opponent left midfielder or an opponent left back. No. What we saw consistently was a sign from Luis Enrique whereby at first Gavi went to right back and, and Llorente kind of popped up in Gavi's, well not even in Gavi's space, but on the right, maybe where it, it, Ferran Torres was supposed to be, but inside him. Then, gradually, Lucien Enrique signalled that it should be Pedri covering it right back and Llorente running on, which led to a player trying to receive the ball because he wasn't on the ball overlapping, which is the thing that Llorente is very good at, and he has llegada, this sense of timing, he scored the majority of his goals because he runs into situations, runs onto the ball. That space wasn't available against Morocco, and it, to my eye, it's not retrospective. During the game, my notes told me I was writing down the fact that Llorente was being placed in positions, theoretically, between players horizontally or between the lines vertically, in a place where Pedri should have been. Pedri kind of at right quarterback with the idea about can he launch something from there, taking him away from the danger zone. Remember what Pep Guardiola said to Messi when he moved into false nine, the nearer the goal, I have you, the better. Well, in terms of creation, if not finishing, same for Pedri. And Llorente, if we're frank, is not a massively technical player. He's not a very dexterous footballer. He's very athletic, he's very quick, he's very hardworking. But the little amounts of space that were available between the lines should have been for Pedri. It's a tactic that didn't pay off. Therefore, when ideas that are supposed to surprise the opponents don't turn up, to, uh, come off, it's much easier to, to criticise them. But in play, I'd be hypocritical after what I said about Gareth Southgate last summer following the final particularly. If I didn't say, in play, Lucien Riquet and his staff really needed to understand more quickly that that gamble, that idea, wasn't paying dividends. I don't like the part of the job 
um, whereby at the end you, you've got to ask players about their level of disappointment and what went wrong, what could you have done differently. Llorente spoke afterwards one-on-one um, to our cameraman and me. Um, Unai Simon was... was the, I, I was on the pitch at the end waiting to see if I had to do an on-pitch Super Flash interview. I didn't. Thank you. I was pleased about that. And there were three or four players who were in tears. I, I don't really want to name them because I feel that's a little bit intrusive. If the TV didn't show you them, let's leave that to your imagination. But when he spoke to me in the flash zone afterwards, Unai Simon, who is, is a bright, deep-thinking, interesting, generous guy. He's a damn good interview if you get the chance. And we enjoyed working with him very much indeed. And he saved the penalty. Let's not muck about. But the, although he gave long, serious answers, the, the, the level of disappointment, hurt, the low voice, the eyes cast down to the ground, it's, it's part and parcel. And those who spend their time in television working there and, and doing this season in, season out will laugh at me for, for having sympathy for these people and feeling sorry for their, their deep, deep, deep soreness. But that's not why I'm in this game at all. I feel sorry for them. And if I'd had to be doing the Moroccan interviews when they were knocked out, the only remaining Arab-speaking nation in the tournament, I, I would have felt um, very uh, sorry for them too. It wasn't located in the fact that I, I know the Spain side. So that was our experience. We were asked to film the Spain team bus as, as the players trooped onto it and it drove off into the distance. That'll be seen on news broadcasts around the world. The tournament goes on, Portugal progress. There are some outstanding matches remaining. It's been an extremely odd experience in general here for my tastes. The quality of the access, the quality of the uh, conversations we've had, the generosity of, of Spain as a, an association, all their staff, the president, the coach, the players, they've given us the platform to be able to ask them questions we thought were interesting and to hear them express themselves rather than churn out bubblegum crap that, that gets the, the 10 minutes done and they move on. And for that, I'm grateful. They've let themselves down. They're a far better team, not only than the one that's gone out in the last 16, but they're a far better team than they've been able to play. I think that their cutting edge has been dulled by the fact that they haven't, as a group, there are individuals who break the pattern, clearly, if you think about how uh, Laporte or Rodri or whoever cope with, as Quetta cope with British football. But as a group, I don't think that they're up there in terms of physical recuperation, physical power, with some of the extremes you see in, in Germany and Italy and France and England. And I think that cost them. And I think the fact that smart coaches, smart directors of football, smart players, and yeah, fuck it, smart journalists, I've been saying for years and intensely in recent months, we're going to break some of our players if we don't give them more space and more time to recover, to live a normal life in between games, and to turn on the delicate skills, 
mental and physical, when the time comes. You can agree or disagree. Please send your comments in. I have no complaints that Spain went out. Absolutely zero. And now it's time, as I've done oh, in 2006, I started following, following Spain and I had to refocus. I chose Italy. In 1998, I was the England correspondent. They got knocked out. I had to refocus. I chose France. Those are two good choices. The likelihood is over the coming days, I'm going to focus on one or two specific teams, try to give you in-depth podcasts and reaction and analysis of what they do, tell you some people's stories, bring some music back into my heart, and as the Everly Brothers would have it, I'll do my crying in the rain. Not that it ever rains here, out in the desert. Isn't that right, Eric? All together now. Always look on the bright side of life. See y'all. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.